And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome back to the Mentors Radio. I'm Tom Laurie. Today, our guest mentor, Kristen Souza, is a regular contributor to the show. She is our resident expert on all things related to employment. She has a, uh, has a, a talent acquisition career that spans 20 plus years, and she's had key roles at Indeed.com, Robert Half, Account Temps, and Monster. She is also an entrepreneur and co-founded Talent Squirrels, which helps companies find the perfect nut. Well, Kristen, welcome back. We're over two years now into the turmoil created by COVID. Let's start by bringing everybody up to date on what you are seeing in the job market. And is the world of work still upside down or is it beginning to stabilize? Well, thanks again, Tom, for having me. I really enjoy it. Um, Actually, we are doing extremely well considering where we were. So I'll just start out with U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics came out on Friday, April 1st, with uh, unemployment being at a 3.6. If we remember when we recorded in May of 2020, January, February, unemployment was about a 3.5. Um, which at the time was the lowest unemployment in 50 plus years. So we're almost back to where we were pre-COVID. Um, What's the, I know they use unemployment numbers and I know there's a lot of fudging around that. How about the labor participation rate? Because we had dropped down to a much, uh, with COVID, a low labor present, uh, participation rate. Has that recovered? Um, actually, we have. I want to say... Kind of in May of 2020, we were at uh, about a 14.7% to 22% um, unemployment and low wages and no jobs. And uh, we've we've rebound pretty much remarkably um, given the fact, and and part of the reason, and I think we've talked about it in past shows, part of the reason is the baby boomer. Um, When we were going into baby boomers, baby boomers were kind of coming out of the leaving the market and COVID has definitely um, changed that and they are pretty much gone. Some of us are still around. Yes. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> so what, so then let's, let's talk a little bit about, I think let's start talking about what's going on with the employers first, then we'll talk about the employees. So what's going on with the employers in the world of jobs um, employers are struggling. Um, they are, they're way more jobs than people. Um, if we look at it, their job growth in the average, the last six, the last three months has been 562,000 jobs out there. And if we look at, um, indeed and kind of what indeed seen and indeed is the number one job site, 
um, they have comparative to COVID jobs out there uh, pre-COVID, they are up 60, around 60.3% more jobs than than they've ever had. So um, it's a candidate market and companies really, really need to um, focus and fine tune their hiring strategies and what they're doing. Now you are, uh, from a company standpoint, a talent squirrels. You're all about helping companies do a better job at recruiting. And um, doesn't sound as if from when we talked last week that all the companies have really developed a coherent post-pandemic hiring strategy. And we don't we don't want to name any names, but tell us a little bit about that young man who had the uh, engineering degree and the company and how many times he applied. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, well, companies, um, I don't understand it, but they still think they have the power and they don't. They didn't have it before COVID and they really don't have it now coming out of COVID. So um, a young gentleman, um, bright gentleman named Davis, uh, he graduated from uh, Colorado University with an aerospace engineering degree with a a solid GPA. You know, I want to say probably like three, six, three, seven. He actually three months before graduation and three months after graduation, he applied to um, Lockheed, Sierra Space, Raytheon, Northam Grunup, Boeing, GE, um, and a total of probably close to 200 jobs he applied to, which were entry level jobs. He got no response at all. And several of the companies he applied to, he was an internal referral. He had an employee refer him in. And um, it's it's just an interesting time. Um, it's hard to explain. Um, recent grads and people that graduated, as we talked before, uh, my youngest daughter was a 2020 college grad and there were no jobs obviously because of COVID. But even some college, they're struggling to try to find jobs. And I don't know why companies, I don't know if it's a remote work or what, but it's it was very like surprising with looking at his credentials and how no one responded. Yeah, it's really surprising. And he was really per- very persistent. Uh, it, it, it sounds like some of the systems may not be uh, quite in sync yet, that they not working, uh, work, not like a well-oiled machine. No, no. And it's um, and a lot of it, I think, is the and we've talked about it in the past. Um, it's a candidate short market and it's speed to market. And candidates, if you're not responding to them immediately or engaging with them immediately, they're gonna ghost you. Um, There was an interesting report uh, out or study that Robert Half did that says uh, four out of 10 employers report a rise in candidate ghosting. Um, And the reason the candidates, I think this is good insight, the reason the candidates ghosted um, was uh, the interview process was poor so they, they did reach out to them, interview them, but 33% said the interview process was poor. They received another job offer. 29% of them received another job offer. 
um, the job was not what they expected at 23% said it wasn't what they expected. And a lot of that is job descriptions. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. A lot of times there's job descriptions out there and they've got this long list of things you're going to do. And, you know, it's not even realistic on what you're doing and they don't, can it doesn't find it out till the interview on what the true job uh, responsibilities are. And the other one, and we've talked about it, and it's something we're going to talk further about, a mandatory return to office policy was implemented. And 16% said they're not wanting to go go back into the office. Um, so there's definitely, and in the study, it also talked about um, the ones that got away. Candidates want more schedule flexibility. And we talked about it. We're going to yeah. continue to talk about it. So we're going to come back in a minute and continue with this. But before we do, ghosting means they disappear. They disappear. The candidates, candidates just disappear. They're uh, they got them hooked, and then they it's like a fish that gets off the line. Exactly. Yep. It's a common term, ghosting. It used to be years ago, companies ghosted candidates, and now payback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're up against the break. We're going to be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Kristen Souza, talent acquisition expert and co-founder of Talent Squirrels. Thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word about the Mentors Radio. Our podcast downloads have increased 500% uh, over the last year. Make sure you tell your friends. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com and click on past shows to find many of our great past guests. This is Tom Laurie and you're listening to the Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I'm joined with Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels and a former head of international sales at Indeed.com. We're talking about the job market. Remember, you can also listen to this show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google and more on any device at any time. Subscribe at thementorsradio.com. Before we get started, I want to do a shout out to uh, Gerald Robles, who's down in Tampa, Florida. And he, you can find him on LinkedIn. And he is connecting a lot of, if not all, he's quite a guy. He's, he's connecting all the groups that are focused on helping those that are in transition. And he's putting out all sorts of job leads and everything on a daily basis all over the country. So that's Gerald Robles, R-O-B-L-E-S. And I'll have to tell him that I mentioned him on the air so he can be ready for the onslaught of activity. <laughs> so anyways, so let's go back. So the, uh, I guess what we could say is that the employees still hold the cards. Yes. And they're going to continue holding the cards. Is this for all industries and all geographies? Um, it, you know what? It's interesting you ask that question. So um, what we're seeing from a job trend standpoint, um, and we've talked about this in the past, um, uh, job types, full-time, work from home, remote, part-time, no experience, and online. Um, from a um, metropolitan area, the, the uh, cities that are seeing the biggest and the fastest job growth is Phoenix. They're seeing actually a 94% change since February of 2020. Spokane, um, 89%. Boise. Okay. Arizona is probably all the people that are leaving California. Correct. Boise, <laughs> as we've 
in the past, as we talked about Boise, Idaho is blowing up. Where I live, Raleigh-Durham, we're like the fastest growing city in the U.S. because tech's coming here. And then Austin, Texas is another one that's that's really, really growing, growing rapidly. Um, but now you talk about jobs everywhere, the metropolitan areas that are slowing their growth. And we've talked about it in the past when we went into COVID, Honolulu is um, as changing and lost slower growth. San Francisco Bay Area, Washington DC, like New York, Syracuse, that area, they're all slowing down because people are moving out of these higher cost of living metropolitan areas. Um, from a job standpoint, really the strongest jobs right now are HR and like and software developers. Um, but not too far behind is um, is uh, restaurant workers, retail, you know, all those people that they're constantly they're having a hard time keeping people. Everywhere I go, I see signs in front of retail outlets. We're hiring. Mm -hmm. Now, coming back to the employer side of this, are they having are there any special um, things that they're doing uh, I, I, in terms of gifts or bonuses? And th are there things that they're doing to try to get people in the door? And then are there things they're doing to get people in the seat? So interesting that you say that. Um, there are some uh, return to work strategies that are out there where companies and um, managers and companies are looking at if they want to bring employees back, whether it be full-time or hybrid. Um, so some of the strategies there, if you're gonna bring back hybrid, and, and hybrid is still what people, if they're gonna go back in the office, they don't wanna be there full-time. They wanna be there two to three days a week. So the concerns there for them are, are you doing things safety? Are you being clear on your vaccination policy? Are you redoing the space, having more space? Um, are you giving flexible schedules? Um, subsidizing transportation, I mean, it's huge right now with inflation costs being, you know, what, 40 years? Um, it's, it's, people are going, I haven't been able to, haven't had to spend money and look at gas prices and now I've got to drive. So um, that's, that's a big thing. Um, updating dress code. You know, people haven't had to dress. They've been able to wear their shorts and their t-shirts to work from home. So, um, but some of the things that keep employers and what employers really are looking, um, employees are looking for, excuse me, is they're looking for better benefits. Here, let, let me do a quick, let me do a quick reset first. This is Tom Lohr. You're listening to the Mentors Radio. Today, we are with talent acquisition expert and co-founder of Talent Squirrels, Kristen Souza, who knows what a perfect nut looks like, looks like, talks like, and acts like. That's her specialty. Okay, let's go back to what you're uh, sharing with us about what companies are having to do. So, in, as I said, uh, better benefits, that's the number one point that people are looking at. Higher pay, flexible hours, um, the ability to work from home. Uh, employees are looking, they're changing kind of their focus and they're looking for how they can make a difference in a company. So they're looking, are, are they gonna be developed? Are they gonna be mentored? Do they have promotion ability? Is there roles that they can, um, that they can grow into? Um, the other thing is, um, is 
they're definitely looking for more balance and more PTO or vacation time because they've had some of that time when they've been working from home because of COVID. Yeah, I'm sure they're at home. They're able to get out and watch their kids in a swim meet or whatever, organize their day, do a lot of things they haven't been able to do. And then uh, I just uh, heard yesterday that Elon Musk, who took a significant uh, position in Twitter, uh, said that the Twitter building in San Francisco is virtually empty and they ought to just open it up and let the homeless people roam around in there. So there's another alternative strategy to fill the building. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a, a lot of empty buildings. I, I, I often wonder about commercial real estate and where that's going to head. So the and, and we talk and you hear the term and maybe you can define it, uh, the great resignation. And it's also caught caused the great reshuffle. When we hear that term, what are we talking about? Basically, what we're talking is, um, is people have, during COVID, they've had time to reflect on their life, their career, what's important, important to them, what they're getting from a job, what they're not getting from a job. And because the job market is so strong, they're resigning and they're resigning with a job or without a job. Um, it's it's statistically it's interesting people a high percentage of people that are resigning are literally like have decided in a week and and then are resigning so it's um in 2021 almost 48 million people quit their job so it's it's something that you know that people are really evaluating as I said earlier, and they're evaluating their lives. Um, it's the biggest resignation in 20 years, Tom, the biggest in 20 years. So um, I can go over. Do you want to talk about some of the reasons they're leaving? I think we should do that, but I don't want to run up against the break. And as you get into that, well, let's just go to break and we'll put them, we'll put that time in the next segment so we can spend time on. So we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Kristen Souza, talent acquisition expert and co-founder of Talent Squirrels. Remember, you can now listen to our broadcast live Saturdays on iHeartRadio Radio or TuneIn Radio or afterwards anywhere, anytime by subscribing to our podcast at TheMentorsRadio.com. If you're going to listen on iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio, make sure you dial in to San Francisco's 860 AM, The Answer. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels and former head of international sales at Indeed.com. We're talking today about the job market. Remember, you can hear us on the Salem Radio Network on Saturdays in California. So you're going to talk a little bit about why people are quitting. Yep. So one of the top reasons, actually the top reason people are quitting is a lot of people had to stay in jobs and stay with companies during COVID that they weren't happy with. 
Um, it's called the toxic culture. They had bad managers, bad, bad companies, just not a great workplace. So that was the number one reason people left jobs was because of the, the job culture. Um, um, third, and that was at, and the next thing, which we talked, we touched on a little bit, but people have changed their career goals. They've taken time to reevaluate what's important to them, what they want to do. So that is um, the the next reason. Um, burnout. People are burned out. They were working remote from home. They're working tons of hours. You know, they maybe had young kids or family or elder people that they were help caring for and they're just exhausted and they need a break um pay some companies lowered pay due to covid to people's budgets um so they left because of that um benefits they there were no good benefits there were bad benefits and now with companies wanting to entice them companies are coming back with better benefits so they're looking for better benefits um career growth they wanted to see that they could get a promotion and they're not going to be just stuck at this dead end job um and this is interesting tom we talked about it before um is recovering from covid um is um we talked about that where people wanted to relocate because they didn't want to live in a metropolitan area so some people are leaving because of relocation they want to relocate somewhere that's not so expensive and um and the, the last thing we talked about was returning to an in-office work they didn't want to go back to a job full-time in an office so those are some of the key reasons people were leaving and the great resignation so let's flip it around a little bit and this will um, satisfy the curiosity of our technical genius here in the studio nate and the question so now you're going to go look for a job and well, i think we all know the drill from our own past experience but how do we stand out do we do we write a do we write a cover letter? I, I know we, well, let's start maybe with the resume. What a, what you got resume, LinkedIn. Yes. So, I mean, writing a good resume is key and there's a lot of theories behind it, but everything I've read and everything I've talked to and just my personal experience is um, a chronological resume is probably the best that kind of goes over chronologically what you've done. Um, the other thing is highly recommended is a skill section where you do a quick snapshot of your best skills um, and your accomplish your awards and accomplishments. Um, one of the things that is not recommended and everyone does it on their resume is write an objective. The objective a lot of times is just fluff, so I'd leave the objective off. Okay, um, so. Uh, also, any other work experience, people a lot of times um, put don't put like volunteer work or organizations or things they do that they didn't get paid. So make sure that you put other work and other things that um, you've done to um, make yourself a better and well-rounded individual. Rules of thumb on resume length, that's a, co a common question, is um, if you have less than five years experience, I wouldn't go for more than a page and a half, 
But once you're over five, you can do two plus or three pages. And with remote workforce and the more people wanting remote, if you worked remote, I would definitely highlight that um, on your resume with the company and that you worked remote um, because remote workforce um, companies are realizing that they're getting the best talent if it doesn't necessarily um, sit in the city where the company um, operates. And then one other thing is LinkedIn. Make sure you put your LinkedIn um, address on your resume. And I highly recommend that people's resume and LinkedIn profile look very, very similar. And we've talked about it in the past, recommendations. Um, recommendations is a great section on LinkedIn. I would have your references write recommendations on your LinkedIn profile because then your reference is already there prior to the even the recruiter calling you for the job or the hiring manager seeing your references before they interview you. Now, the uh, resumes can take, I know they take different formats, but let's... Uh, when you go, when you think about a resume, they are using algorithms with keywords. And I heard somebody in the last month talk about they just put the keywords everywhere they can on a resume to make sure it gets picked up. What is your what is your advice on keywords? First of all, explain to people what a keyword is. So, so a keyword is is. Uh... Res, uh, keywords that companies are looking for to have on your resume to have you come to the top of the, the file um, in their um, applicant tracking system. So a trick that people have uh, have done and um, I've seen a lot is you write them at the bottom of your resume and then you wipe them out. So it's like you don't even see them, but when the algorithm goes into your resume, it actually reads them because it's white font. So um, it, it is a trick and it, it does work. I mean, it's, it's an interesting trick. So you type it in the keyword and then you just scan, let's say do the, put it all in white font so it can't be seen on the paper. Wow. That's clever. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> well, let's, uh, Talk a little bit about uh, we're, the, the cover letter, the famous cover letter. Um, the cover letter is not something that the current generation wants to do. And it, you know, I know we were talking with Nate and the engineer and it was like, people don't want to write a cover letter because you're spending all this time applying for the job and people don't even look at the cover letters, but then in applicant tracking systems, they ask for a cover letter. So if companies want cover letters, that's, that's, that's the past. I, I highly recommend companies don't ask for cover letters. Well, I think about the uh, Davis that you'd mentioned earlier in the show and all the different uh, uh, contacts he made, imagine him writing a cover letter for each one of those jobs, man, that would be a full-time job. Oh, yeah. With overtime, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be so anyways, interesting. Okay. We're going to take a break. This is Tom Laurie, and we're joined today with Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels. We're talking today about the job market. Back in a minute. And now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
Welcome back. This is Tom Lauren. Today I'm joined by Kristen Souza, founder of Talent Squirrels. We're talking about the job market. Let's talk. I want to go back on the cover letter again. Um, and I, I, it's really kind of a, I think what you're pointing out, you and I discussed this, there are a lot of hiring managers and executives in the HR field that are living in yesterday. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? They don't, they, they haven't kept up with all the changes. Well, and that's the point. And it's uh, people, HR, um, hiring managers, people that have been in an organization for a very long time are kind of stuck in their ways. And if they did it this way five years ago, if they did it this way 10 years ago, they're going to continue doing it this way. And, you know, this the newer generation, the, you know, the Y and Z, they're very technology and very good at technology and they don't need to write these long letters or, you know, they, they just, and they know that they're going to be able to get a job. And if their hiring process, the cover letter, the applying for the job, the interview process is too long. They don't want to work there. It, It just shows them that this isn't a company they want to align themselves with. Right. And you had indicated to me that uh, those people forget about the cover letter. Let's just get rid of that. But those who are referred in are four times more. Is that correct? Four times more likely Mm -hmm. to get the job or get an interview Um, to get get an interview. I can't say they're going to definitely get the job, but, you know, Ducks, I always say ducks fly with ducks. If if an employee is working for your company, they know your core values, they know what, you know, what what you're you are as a performer, as an employee, they're gonna more if you refer your friend in, they're gonna assume that your friend is very similar to you and it will get you the interview. I can't say it's gonna get you the job. But it's uh, certainly a better way to get yourself in front of the right people. Right. And you talk about speed to market and high demand jobs. What does that all mean? It's it's just that people have a ton of jobs to apply to. And if you're going to take more than a week or a couple days or sometimes a day to get back to a candidate, another employer is already reaching out to them and they're going to take if if it's a similar job what they're interested in doing they're going to take the first person that reaches out to them and wants to and you know wants to court them and wants them to interview they're going to take that job first and or if they they are interviewing multiples with multiple different clients and they're all similar jobs and things they like they're going to take the first job that they get the offer from if all things are equal. And what's going on with the idea of a four day work week now that we're going through this transition and flexibility and remote work? Are you seeing any move towards a four day work week? 
You know, I haven't really seen much about a four-day work week. I've seen more of a flexible work week. Um, and some of the, um, we talked a little bit about if people that are going to go back into the office, some of the things that clients are doing is doing maybe a split work schedule. So let's say you come in in the morning and you work for half day and then you go home so that you can be there to pick up your kids but I haven't really seen a four-day work week. I think it's something that is a good um, thing, an idea, but I think people want more work-life balance. So I think they like the shorter work week, whereas I would like a four-day work week. I'd like three days off. Okay. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show today. We're with talent acquisition expert, Kristen Souza, who knows what the perfect nut looks like when she's looking for a nut for a client. I should have said that you're also the found co-founder of talent squirrels. Otherwise no one will understand the nut. Um, that you were telling me about a, a large company, well-known company. We won't use their name and how they had uh, used a firm to really generate interest in jobs. Like I'll let you tell the story. Don't mention the name of the company, but uh, it's quite an interesting story. So, so companies and especially large companies a lot of them use recruitment agencies to help them with their marketing schedules strategy how to drive talent to their jobs and there's a a, a well-known kind of food service industry where they were in high demand of uh delivery drivers and there were Seven seven hundred of their stores that were were nine one one. They didn't have delivery uh, delivery driver, and this uh, recruitment agency drove twenty three thousand candidates for them to apply for the delivery driver roles, and within two three weeks later, they only hired five hundred and sixty two. Drivers, so they didn't even fill the 700 911 jobs, and a large number never heard anything. Correct, a large number never heard anything, and or um, people were interviewed, but you know, logistics delivery drivers—that's one of the number one jobs. Like out there, um, if you look at like companies that are trending, Walmart, big.com delivery driver, uh, Amazon delivery driver, FedEx, um, UPS, they're all dying for delivery drivers. So it's also speed to market. We touched on them a little bit before where they didn't get back, even the candidates they did interview, they didn't get back to them in time and they got a better job opportunity. Wow. And What's the word on vaccination versus not vaccinated? Oh, honestly, the where we're hearing the vaccination is when they're coming into the office. And if the company has a vaccination policy, if they're requiring people to be vaccinated, um, that is the biggest thing we're hearing on the vaccination is in office and people are um, really want to understand what 
the company policy is on vaccination. They want them to be very clear. They want to know that they're going to be safe in their workspace and their work environment. They want to know that, um, you know, they've made special accommodations for air conditioning being cleaned, kind of like the airlines where the air is being cleaned every two minutes. That's where I'm hearing the biggest thing from a vaccination standpoint. Doesn't surprise me. You go into a store today, and I not a lot, but you still see people wearing masks, uh, 95 masks. Uh, most people aren't, but there are that small segment that are are doing that. As, as a matter of fact, even when I take a walk, sometimes I'll see people wearing a mask. We're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Kristen Souza, talent acquisition expert. We're talking about jobs. You can find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our shows. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Roy, and today we're with Kristen Souza, an expert in talent acquisition and management. We're talking about the job market. So one of the areas that I've read a little bit about is TikTok, and it's become a home for career advice. And I just throw this out for everybody. Topics like how to quit like a pro, three things you never want to say in an interview, how to answer interview questions, and how to find your dream career. So those of you who might be looking for some other uh, information on uh, on your transition, that would be a place to go. And then, Kristen, you're going to tell us a little bit about Handshake. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not sure if um, college uh college students or recent grads know about a site called handshake.com. It was actually started back in 2013 by uh, three Michigan Tech University um, students, Garrett, Ben, and Scott. And basically what they have done is created an online site similar to an Indeed ZipRecruiter, but really focused on college and um, networking with universities and employer partners. And I know, Tom, you went to Notre Dame. I went to Santa Clara. They have a big alumni group and big alumni support that really helps students. But this is a way for students to get onto this site and be connected with mentors, probably recent grads or alum that um, they don't know that are willing to help and partner with them. Just to give you some stats there, there's about 9 million plus active students on this site. Um, They've got about 1,400 plus college university partners and about 650,000 employers. And one of the things I really like about the site is the uh, alumni hub. And that alumni hub is really to connect uh, graduates and college students. Um, One of the things that we see statistically is that um, college students are fine with virtual. And um, one of the things that used to be started out back in the day were virtual career fairs and they really didn't kick off. But now um, like Handshake is uh, developing and doing virtual career fairs. A lot of universities and companies are doing virtual career fairs because the younger students coming in are okay with virtual. Um, And the interesting stat is 92% of alumni would love to pay it forward and help find um, one of their college students next job or help them 
with any career advice they can. So I think that's just a really great site. It's super easy. Um, you sign up, you download the app, you create a profile, you personalize your job recommendations. Um, you can meet with employers. They'll give you the culture, which is so important nowadays with the generation and what they're looking for, open roles. And we were talking about the apply process, applying through jobs there. It's a two-click process. So I'm really impressed with what they're doing and how they're um, helping college graduates. And let's uh, finish up again talking about the employer. What do you think is uh, top of mind for them, for the employer? For the employer, the employer, right now the employer is finding the best talent as quick as possible. Um, I think um, employers still need to look deep inside their company and understand how they can market their company culture, market their benefits, market those key things we discussed earlier that are important for people to wanna to work for um, the company. Um, and I just think that um, just really looking all over the place to market their company and their jobs and where they can find their best people. I think companies really are learning that they have to do that in order to find the best talent. And are they taking more risks in ter terms of hiring people than in the past they wouldn't hire? I think they're having to take some more risks. You know, when it when we were talking about the top kind of job searches, one of the top things people are searching is no experience, and that's taking a risk. Um, I think it's been a little difficult. I believe companies have been hesitant about hiring recent grads or someone without experience, but they're realizing in order to get talent, they're gonna to have to take a risk and they're gonna to have to learn how to train and develop these individuals because if they do that, they're gonna get a longer term employee because they took the risk on that no experience or recent college grad and we're able to help develop and mentor them and grow them. So I think they're a good, um, the no experience and recent grads are a good risk to take if you can train and develop. And I also see a lot of these retail jobs. I'm seeing a lot of people who you would normally think are retired. It looks like they are. Maybe they're not coming back full-time, but they're coming back and filling in and getting some part-time pay. But I, I see a lot more people that are uh, older who, as I said, of retirement age. Uh, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing out in the Carolinas, but I'm seeing it here. We're over. That's it until next week. Thank you, Kristen Souza, for joining us. We've been talking to Kristen Souza talent acquisition expert. You can learn more about this and other shows by going to our website. While you're there, make it easy for yourself to subscribe to future shows. Remember, you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime at thementorsradio.com or on any podcast platform. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.